Hi there. Welcome to the Voice of the Force podcast. This is the episode for The Mandalorian, Chapter 13, The Jedi. My name is Dan, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Ed. Yo. Hey, Ed. How you doing? Tired, but here. <laughs> <laughs> and Noma. Hello, hello. Are you also tired in here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll get through it together. Ed, do you want to tell the listeners what we're going to be doing this episode? As you heard, we are talking about The Mandalorian Chapter 13, The Jedi, and we talk about in this episode what happened, what may happen for future episodes, and small little Easter eggs that you find here and there, or any fun facts you may think of as they're going through. We discuss all of that stuff, and if you have stuff that you've seen or things that you want to mention or talk about, there's pretty easy ways to contact us. We're available on a bunch of different platforms, and no one's going to tell you a little bit about those. Of course, as Ed said, there's a whole bunch of ways to get in contact with us. Uh, one is through email, which is a voice of the force at gmail.com. We've also got our Twitter, which is at voiceforcepod, and our Instagram, which is also at voiceforcepod. Uh, we've also got a website, which is www.voiceoftheforce.com. And you can also listen, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and all major podcast platforms. If I said any of that too quickly, uh, don't worry, we'll go over them again uh, in the outro. Before we launch into this discussion, a quick spoiler warning. We are going to be talking about everything in this episode, and we're not going to be holding anything back. So if you haven't seen The Jedi yet... Pause now, go watch, and then come back, because otherwise you're going to get a whole bunch of spoilers. Well, with that being said, let's launch into the discussion. Chapter 13, uh, we have quite a thing, quite a few things happened. Um, we start off with like a cold open into uh, a town that's kind of in a little bit of a panic, and uh, it seems to be on like a you know um, dying forest planet of some sort. Um, the alarm starts to sound, and everybody's trying to hide and running around. The soldiers are some of the soldiers are outside the wall of the town and trying to shoot someone that's out there, and it just turns out that that someone is. Ahsoka Tano, and we see her white lightsabers, and she's running around and killing all these guys in the middle of this, like, misty kind of um, dead forest area. Um, we do get to see at the end there, she walks up to the town and confronts the magistrate, who is the leader of the town, and she says that she wants some information, but the magistrate says, like, how much is the information worth to you? You know, 10 people, 100 people, everybody in this town. And so Ahsoka just says, I'll give you one day to change your mind. And if not, you'll have to deal with the consequences. Um, then we cut over to uh, Mandalorian, Din, in his uh, Razor Crest with the child. And uh, as they're descending to Corvus, the child has to move over to his seat, which he doesn't listen to Din at the very beginning there. 
and then eventually moves over to the seat and then sees the little ball on the joystick thing in a cockpit and uses the force to unscrew it and put it in his pocket. Um, we get to see um, these creatures on this force. It's kind of like a silhouette, but it kind of looks like um, Ed said it kind of looked like a dewback mixed with something. And then I found some creature that was from Rogue One that some stormtroopers were riding on on Jeddah. And they're really long leg creatures. So it's if, if you combine a dewback with a long leg creature from Rogue One, you get what this thing is. Because I, I couldn't find what it was. Um, Din then heads over to the town to get some information. Uh, but before he does, he sees that the child has the uh, ball and says, Hey man, I told you not to do that. And takes it from him and puts it in his pocket. Um, as we get to the town... Din is trying to talk to people, but they just walk away from him. And then he finds um, an older man with some kids that are um, in an alleyway, just, I guess, eating some food. And he goes over to talk to him. And he's like, oh, please don't talk to us as they try and leave. And the guards come over or the goons and say, we want you to come to the magistrate's palace or home or whatever. And so he gets pulled in there. The magistrate basically wanted him to come in to her home just to talk to him about trying to kill the Jedi that is plaguing the town. And uh, in return, she'll give him something that is really cool, a Beskar spear, a pure Beskar spear. So Din accepts and heads to look for the Jedi. And up until this point, Din actually has been hiding the child in his like pouch under his cape, and his arm has been in the way so no one could see it. But as he, tries, as he leaves the town, he kind of reveals that there's the child there. And the head goon's like, what's that thing? And Din says, oh, it's a good luck charm. And the guy says, hey, well, you're going to need it where, where you're headed. And then they heads out to the coordinates to go find the Jedi. And as he's heading out to find the Jedi, uh, we see Din walking through the forest. And uh, we see a little owl on a branch that we'll come back to in the discussion. And uh, he's trying to find this Jedi that is plaguing this town. So... As he's walking around, he hears something happen, and Ahsoka attacks him. Didn't defends himself and says, hey, hey, Ahsoka, Bo-Katan sent me. We need to talk. And then they stop fighting, and she points over to the child and says, is that why we need to talk? I hope it's because of that. So as uh, Ahsoka communicates with the child through the Force and kind of is able to get his feelings, I guess, through the Force, um, we learn that he was once raised in the Jedi Temple on Coruscant. And many masters had trained him over the years. But when the temple fell, uh, he was hidden and taken away. And then his memory became dark. Um, and then he felt like he was alone. Um, and we find out the child has a name. And his name is Grogu. Um, Ahsoka remembers Yoda and asks if he can still wield the Force um, as a, a Force-sensitive being. Um, and so... Din says, yeah, I think he can. He's, he used it before. So they train him a little bit and uh, try and get him to move a rock. And uh, he doesn't really want to do that. He throws it to the ground. But then Din, she, uh, Ahsoka asks Din to try and get him to do it. And he pulls the little ball from the joystick on the ship out of his pocket. And Grogu complies and, you know, uses the force to bring it over to him. And uh, they are like, oh, you know, like, you need to help him. And so Ahsoka goes up and touches Grogu's hand and finds out that he's scared and has hidden his abilities over the years to survive. And due to his attachment to Din that she can't train him um, because 
what that leads to. Um, and so she kind of references, without saying the name, Anakin's fall to the dark side um, with the attachment of his mother and, and losing his mother. So Din strikes a deal to help Ahsoka uh, with the town and get rid of all the, the magistrate and her guard if she trains Grogu properly, um, like if she agrees to train him. So then we cut over to um, a little bit of a plot exposition. Oh, sorry, before we cut over, we get a little bit of plot with the magistrate, whose name is Morgan Elspa. And uh, some background information is that after the Clone Wars, um, her people have died, so she went to different worlds, plundering them and destroying them in the process. And uh, Din kind of makes a little bit of an offhand joke saying, you know, I think she's still in the business. So basically, Ahsoka runs into the town as we cut over and takes out the guards on the wall, kills the alarm bell by cutting it in half. And uh, the goons station themselves outside the magistrate's home. And there's a standoff between Ahsoka and uh, the magistrate and all the goons. She drops Din's shoulder pauldron with the um, uh, Mudhorn logo on it. And uh, basically, the guards then start to shoot on her. And the magistrate says, hey, kill everybody in this town. And so Ahsoka kind of retreats a bit. And as that happens, the guards head out, except for a few. And the magistrate retreats into her home. Uh, the goons then go trying to find Ahsoka. And Din jetpacks down and kills the guards that are trying to kill the people in the town. And uh, then we cut back to Ahsoka, taking out the goons one by one, which is kind of... I don't know if you would say, like, alien-esque, like the movie, like, the jump scares where the things come down from the roof and scare them and eat them, and it's, like, one by one taken away like a horror movie. Um, and then we cut back to Din having to stand off with the head goon outside of the, the magistrate's building, and he's trying to to try and um, talk him down a little bit. And so Ahsoka jumps over the wall and begins fighting with Morgan, uh, the magistrate, and she's using the Beskar spear to, to fight her. Um, the head goon tries to get the jump on Din by putting his gun down and then taking out like a holdout blaster to shoot him. But Din has, is having none of that and just shoots him and he dies like instantly. It was great. Um, Din turns to greet the townsfolk before, um, uh, from before, sorry, the guy that was in the, the alleyway with the kids. And he's like, hey, there's something behind you. And he turns over and shoots the droid on top of the building. Ahsoka bests Morgan and cuts the spear in half and asks where Grand Admiral Thrawn is. Yep, Grand Admiral Thrawn. Um, the new magistrate gets put back into uh, power. The guy from the, the hallway there with the kids. Uh, he gets put into the magistrate position for the town, I guess. And Din then goes back to the ship and says goodbye to Grogu. But when Ahsoka joins them, she says, I can't train him. But... She does say that she sh uh, Din should take Grogu to the Seeing Stone on the Jedi Temple on Tython uh, for Grogu to decide if he wants to reach out to another Jedi to train him. Now, there are not many Jedi left, she mentions, but it's a possibility. And that is Chapter 13, The Jedi. Let's get into the discussion, guys. You made me a promise, and I held up my end. There is one possibility. Go to the planet Tython. There you will find the ancient ruins of a temple that has a strong connection to the Force. Place Krogu on the Seeing Stone at the top of the mountain. Then what? 
then Grogu may choose his path. If he reaches out through the Force, there's a chance a Jedi may sense his presence and come searching for him. Then again, there aren't many Jedi left. Thank you. May the Force be with you. All right, let's get into the discussion. Um, Ed, is there anything that you want to talk about for this episode? Yeah, it was it was the first scene for me that really, from the start, I was like, oh. is not too long ago I was watching, um, from just from like the trailers for the Force Unleashed, uh, Starkiller's clone uh, with mm-hmm. the two lightsabers. They're like, oh, you just like kill him. Walks out and the stormtroopers are getting. Ready. Line up the shots. Oh yeah! And he yeah. breaks the chains, oh. and he, then he ignites it, kills mm-hmm. one, and then completely disengages it again. And it's just dark. And the yeah. blue again when he slashes, and dark. And yeah, then starts just, pulling the whole ninja exactly. ninja vanish thing. So yeah, as soon as I saw Ahsoka like darting around and stuff like that, I'm just like, she's gonna pull the Star Killer move, isn't she? She's gonna. <laughs> and then sure enough, it was like, gone. Yeah, she did at the trees. beginning, and then like in the near the end there, when she's going through the alleys and stuff and killing all the guys. Yeah, it, it just her thing now. It made sense to do within like that, like the gloom of like the fog fens that were on there, like that kind of swampy Definitely. area with all mm-hmm. the. Like it made perfect sense to do there because like bright light here. Okay, he's down. Everybody's gonna focus there, and I'm gone. And then I'm doing this, and then I'm gone. She was doing like it felt like like a Jedi shadow kind of mm-hmm. kind of thing going on. And <laughs> That's uh, kind of that's kind of something I I thought at first was, <laughs> kind of watching her do do that you know vanish reappear crazy assassin stuff and I, I remember one of my first thoughts was, well it's it, it's cool to see that all those years you know mm-hmm. on Malachor taught her how to become a Sith assassin basically, <laughs> and so and just at the end of the scene where she's talking and giving them like you have one day, and she turns around and like, it's either she. Or sped away so fast that she completely split, or she like shrouded herself in the force as soon as she stepped into the mist. Because you can see her take that step, and as soon yeah. as she steps into the mist, she's gone. But like mm-hmm. you were able to see things through these cloaks. I was like, that's cool. And again, no wonder she survived on her own. Not just because she's like those abilities. Not everybody would do those. Or like, if you read novels and stuff like that, oh yeah, you know, we're trying to like misdirect them. She she does that a bit in the fight as well. But like that's. I'm just concentrating so much when she's like, nope, just wrap myself in the pie. Like the like the sage's force bubble kind of still have that shadow. Ooh, vanished now. <laughs> yeah, but it, that was that was a big moment for me. See that I mean like, see, see, I'm not the only one still going back and watching those. How many how many times Favreau watched that? And be like, <laughs> I gotta use this somehow. <laughs> Perfect opportunity, but still too lazy or anything like that. Yeah, like, so that was there. I'll I'll let you have Thrawn this time. <laughs> Because <laughs> for 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 me that was like, so he's back. Then. Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely foolish new republic. <laughs> Maybe I don't know, but yeah, that it was a good episode. So that started off, and then it just got it just got better. Nice, uh, Noma. Did you have anything you want to talk about? Oh, I mean, I've got a ton to talk about. Um, <laughs> what what to start with? I, there, there, there. There's a lot of great moments in this episode. That's what, what, what I kind of took away from this episode. It was the overarching plot was 
a little bit kind of eh. I mean, you know, it's 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 a town that's under siege and there's bad stuff happening and Ahsoka turns up to kind of save them, but she's got her own agenda. Mm. I mean, it's not it's not bad, right? But it's it's. Would you say it, that it, it felt like filler and main plot at the same time? Exactly, because I was yeah. going to say, like, it, it's a little bit less interesting of a plot to me than uh, The Siege and... Um, the Ice Caves? I can't even remember. Uh, the 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 Heiress. Um, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it's a little bit less interesting than those two plots it's for less, me, but... It's less to do with, like, Din and the Mandalorian and more to do with... It, it, yeah, it, just, uh, yeah. it, it just feels like lower stakes in general yeah. outside of ahsoka but the moments in it are so good Definitely. there's oh man i can't even think of which ones to talk about first but just some of the ones that stood out to me immediately well i mean one that stood out to me is is when ahsoka starts her fight with uh the magistrate and she does the saber activation or no, it's, it's not even then. It's uh, it's not even then that she does it. It's when she's sneaking up on on the guards in the city. Mm-hmm. Oh, when, when she, she has like the two lightsaber. Yeah, she she does the saber activation that she does in Twilight of the Apprentice. Yeah, and so I was, good. Oh, I, I oh was, when I she holds him like that. sideways or whatever, and horizontally. Just, yeah, 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 and turns on the one, and she turns on the one, but she opens them in a way that it looks like both of them have activated. Mm-hmm. It's just that that's so cool. So I mean, like, there's that point, and then the other moment that I just I loved. Because I flip-flopped so quickly is when she's talking about how she can't cha- train the child. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, all right, we're going with this thing. I get it. You have to keep him around because, you you know, you want the you still want the, the money from marketing of him and all this kind of stuff. And so I was starting to get a little bit annoyed. And then as soon as she says, I've seen what, it, what a Jedi with strong ties of attachment will do, I was like, oh, okay. I understand 100% now where she's coming from. You were thinking now. like, oh, it's going to be like, oh, he's too old. <laughs> exactly. Like exactly, I, what I, I thought. exactly. I thought they were going to give some reason, some reason that was just kind of a reason to, yeah, exactly, just a reason to continue on. Mm-hmm. But as soon as she said that, I was like, no, okay, I get it. Which she you... doesn't want to train another. She doesn't want to accidentally train a Vader. Yeah, which honestly makes sense as to why she's the one that would be the one to find him first or anything, or he mm-hmm. found first, because. Oh. If it was any other one, they'd be like, oh my god, now a chance to restart the... Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll train him, yeah, yeah. And don't even give a second thought to all of that. But yeah. because she was so close to everything, and then saw and fought Vader and all that, and had to deal with the rebels and everything, it's just like, yeah, no, that was 20, 40 years of nonsense. Yeah. yeah. You, don't, you just don't want to get rid of Exactly. Sure, Let's her see. reasoning was sound, and only hers could be... Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the only other person would have been like Obi Wan, but you know it's not like yeah. he's around anymore. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, there's another scene with Ahsoka that I wanted to bring up because it just screamed Dave Filoni for me, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. It literally took me a second to fe- realize it's like, oh, this is a live action show, not an animation. And it was when oh, I know you're going. Ahsoka oh, yeah. comes around the corner in the town when she's doing like the the final battle, like going up to the magistrate's house, mm-hmm. and she has that standoff and she drops the pauldron, but before she comes up and drops a pauldron on the ground. She's just standing at the end of the the street. Mm-hmm. And just the pose she's in, the camera angle, and the coloring makes it look exactly like something out of, like, Star Wars Rebels or Star Wars The Clone Wars. And I, I immediately just... Favorite image from that episode is probably that because it was just so evocative of what Dave Filoni has worked on in the animation 
um, sphere and brought to live action. I just, I love it so much. Mm -hmm. And Dave Filoni, people were worried about Dave Filoni getting into live action because he's only worked in animation. Mm -hmm. And his first foray was The Mandalorian season one, which he did a really good job with. And then this episode just screams, this man needs to be in live action (laughs) all of the time. Exactly. (laughs) Give this guy more Star Wars. Give him the reins. It's give him it's... everything. Oh, sorry. Keep going. Just give him everything. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, like, it's crazy how much you can tell how much we've we've watched Clone Wars and love Clone Wars by certain things, like what Dan was saying with the the shot that just screams. You know, you immediately think of Clone Wars, and the one thing that got me, and I was even surprised that it that I noticed this was. There's there's parts of it. There's a part when Ahsoka is talking with Din, and she kind of like crouches, and it was just the way that she crouched. It, it's something to do all with, her mannerisms. Like, it yeah, it's it's the way that she crouches, and something to do with I don't know why, but it's it the thing that tipped me off was when Ahsoka crouches, she usually has one arm that's like basically on her hip as she's crouching, so it, it kind of her arm kind of forms this uh, triangle shape basically. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I saw uh, Rosario Dawson drop into that pose and take up that stance, I was like, oh, yeah, she really knows how to play the character because that's the crouch. And I thought for a second and I went, why do I know what Ahsoka crouching looks like? <laughs> like as an intrinsic image in my head, basically. <laughs> you are an artist, so you have to know those poses. I guess, right? But it was so it was so interesting to me that that stood out. Like, I guess, yeah. I guess it kind of stood out to me a lot from the season five uh, finale. You know the yeah. the release finale with Hunted and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, she exactly. Does a lot of that stuff around there, but I thought I I don't know for some reason that is what immediately pulled me to it, and uh, yeah, I was just I was just like, oh man, she really gets this character. She does a, an amazing job as Ahsoka. We were talking a oh, little bit goodness. where it's a little bit weird to hear her talk and it's her voice instead of you know Ashley Eckstein. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only thing that pulled me out of it for just a second, and then I bought back in. Soon- exactly. As soon as she started moving and like talking and stuff like that, like it, it pulled me up for a second when she talked, and then I just, I got pulled right back in because everything else about the character, mm. the way she, the way she said her words, the way she moved, her facial expressions, everything, is Ahsoka. Oh yeah, and and it's it it also definitely helps that uh, Rosario's voice, it just sound it sounds like an older like a a little bit deeper Ahsoka, like it's it's actually yeah very close. Yeah, I'd say I'd say it's definitely an older Ashley Eckstein Ahsoka voice, mm-hmm. and once you kind of put your mind into that mindset, it's great. I love it. Mm-hmm. I think Rosario all... Dawson did a fantastic job portraying oh, yeah. this character. I found oh, myself my compensating for it right away, Russ. It's like, okay, this is how many years passed. This is the last time I really heard her. Mm-hmm. Just rationalizing okay. it. Yeah, and then from there, yeah. it was just like, yeah, okay. Yeah, like I was I was talking to to Dan about it, and I was saying. It it was less jarring for me than seeing Thrawn in uh, Rogue One, although that wasn't down to voice. And, you mean and Thrawn, Thrawn was, was just... in Rogue One? You mean uh, sorry, Thrawn, Tarkin. Uh, Tarkin? Tarkin, sorry. Yeah. sorry. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah. Seeing Tarkin in Rogue One, uh, there I I can I know why Thrawn I said Thrawn because I'm thinking of another point. But anyways, mm. yeah, seeing Tarkin in Rogue One and that you know the voice for Tarkin was fine. It was just. What really, you know, a lot of people said that the Tarkin looked weird, and for me, what I noticed was when when you're as old as Peter Cushing was in New Hope, when you've got those kind of old 
older person uh, creases and and you know kind of wrinkles mm-hmm. that you you haven't have a lot more parts of your face are moving because you know all that skin is also moving yeah. and they didn't manage to capture that in the animation which i mean i get that's tough that i i can't even imagine how much more you have to rig on a face because mostly it was just the cheekbones there yeah exactly yeah like yeah certain parts of the cheeks and around the mouth and and that kind of stuff that's what really kind of pulls you out the thing that got me with with ahsoka too now that you mentioned that um is that like when you see her i don't know if they're called leku for this species the head head tails they were kind of wrinkly as well like there was age Red, showing like on them, like in Rebels channels. and stuff like that. I mean, it's animation, so maybe it's supposed to be smooth. But either way, like you could see that there is a little bit of age well, happening. You know, you know what? Mm-hmm. Think of when you like the deleted scenes for Episode Three. Shock T. She's yeah. she's got creases in her face. I mean, she's a master. Yeah, she, and everything she's like also that. in her forties and fifties, right? Yeah. So it's I would like, assume. Uh, uh, yeah. So. True. But it could also be just because they're they're at her shoulders, so they're going to be bending no matter what. Yeah. So if they were straight like a like a Twi'lek, probably yeah, that could yeah. that could just be part of design itself. But yeah, it could be just like yeah, she's old now or older. Mm-hmm. Can I bring up one thing about the music with Ahsoka? Mm-hmm. Um. So when we first see Ahsoka and she kills all the guards outside the town and then walks up to the wall and starts talking with the magistrate, as she walks up to the town and she kind of reveals herself a bit for her, her face and everything, uh, we see, or we hear, Ahsoka's theme kind of just kind of play into the music there a little bit, and then it kind of tapers out, which was really cool aesthetic, because as soon as you're like, oh, no, that is Ahsoka, if you had any doubts, um, mm. it just kind of cements that with that theme, and that was on point. That was awesome. To hear that music come in during that moment, it was so cool. I loved it. Sorry, I, I have one other thing that I want to... It, it's, it's has nothing to do with this episode, but I can't remember if it was a week or two ago we were talking about uh, people to play Thrawn in live action. And I yeah, guess we just talked about Thrawn right? this. No. <laughs> well, so, so I, I said Mads Mikkelsen, but there was something bugging me from from that point on because I, I kept thinking like there's something I'm missing, and I know that there's something I'm missing, but I can't think of what it is. Mm-hmm. And I realized yesterday... And that's that I'm I'm a huge idiot because I completely forgot the person who would, I think would be best to play Thrawn is the person who voices Thrawn in Rebels. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. which who's Mads Mikkelsen's brother. Oh, yes. Yeah. His name is uh, Lars Mikkelsen. Lars. Yeah. 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 Because I was thinking about it and I was just like, I like I know I'm missing something. And I I, I was of all things, I was just uh, I tried to boot up Death Stranding again uh, yesterday and just partway through, I saw one of the flashback scenes where Mads Mikkelsen is, and for some reason, I just went, oh, Lars Mikkelsen. Oh, my God, that's who should play the fun. Definitely. <laughs> he has the perfect face structure for it, and he obviously has the voice for it. Yeah, exactly. Like, why right. Why wouldn't they? Like, that would be a gaffe, and they've been getting everybody for this. I can't see. Mm-hmm. If they're thinking about him, they, there's got to be some way. Yeah, why would we change it? We we already have contact in from everything from Rebels and that, so... Before yeah, we exactly. continue on the Thrawn thread, I just want to do two more things about Ahsoka, and then I guess we can move on from Ahsoka. Um, one thing is that when we first see her, she is literally just murdering soldiers in this town. I get that they're that's evil, not, and I get that they're doing stuff. That, that's not murder. That's I, She's well, straight up she's killing defending. people. Yes, she's killing yeah. people. But it's just like, especially with the idea that like there are people in this town that are dying because of her, you know 
um, her need for this information. Ahsoka in Rebel, not Rebels, maybe Ahsoka in the Clone Wars, especially. I don't think she would have done this kind of like she wouldn't have gone this way about it. Um, she probably would have gone like stealthy into the town and tried to do something that way. But like this Ahsoka, the older Ahsoka, seems a little bit more dark side because she, she's like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. The people are dying right now. And it's because of you. Right. I mean, and she's she's like she she does care for the people in the town. But like people are going to be hurt because of her over that day that she gives them. Like, I feel like she doesn't have a sense of urgency to save these people. I wouldn't, she more wants this information more than to save the people. But that saving the people is an objective as well. It's I a secondary objective. I wouldn't call it dark side, just more realistic. Because if mm, she jumps I, in there on her own, no backup of that, you've got all yeah. sorts of hiding points. It doesn't matter how powerful she is. You get a cheap, like, lucky shot on her. She goes down, mm. then everybody's on her at that point, And the exactly. people die anyway. So it's just like, you know what, if I keep their focus on me outside here, within a day, you know, they'll still expect me. So they may bait like one or two, but that's the sacrifice I'm willing to make if mm-hmm. I can get into yeah. there and potentially. But I, I feel like Ahsoka wouldn't even let those one or two people die, is what I'm saying. Like, but you know what I mean? That, like, that would that, be, the, that'd be the priority. Isn't that the naivete of like a Padawan, though? Because it's think just so. like, you can't so. save everyone. Not yeah, that's what I love about this Ahsoka, like the grown-up Ahsoka, is that she is more realistic and she has grown from her experiences, and it shows. It, it's a it's a good way to to show very subtly the the mannerisms of what kind of makes a, a gray Jedi and a, a you know a, a normal Jedi different. Yeah, because yeah, it's not it's not sacrifice yourself immediately for the greater good and just jump in to do you know the, the most good you can and then just die immediately, right? Exactly. Um, last thing about Ahsoka is we do, we do see, uh, I, we said it in the, the plot points there, the owl that's sitting on the tree branch mm. when he's, uh, didn't yeah, more to try and find, yeah, and go to find Ahsoka. And that's kind of like a symbol from Rebels and, I think it's just Rebels. Uh, where uh, it's see... in, no, it's in Clone Wars 2, isn't it? Season 7? Maybe it is. I could have sworn they do a little bit of setup with Maybe with it Mora is. In it. Uh, but, but basically this owl falls around Ahsoka, so it's like a hint at Ahsoka is near or she is here. Um, so I thought that was really cool aesthetic. And they actually use like this, instead of like the weird, um, you know, not weird, but the different look of an owl that they gave Morai in the in the animated series, they actually gave it like an owl face. Mm. Like an actual like real owl face, which was really interesting. It, I mean, it's hard to tell though, because we only ever see the back of it, it turns in this episode, right? Does no, it? it turns its yeah, it turns its head okay. to, the, to the right, I think. Um, so it does have like you can see it; like, it kind of looks like a barn owl face, I guess. Yeah, um, that makes sense. I thought it was interesting because you know, like the loth cat that we see, it looks like a loth cat with the same kind of structure of face and everything. Mm. Whereas when we see the owl, they've changed it to be more realistic, which I th- I thought was a pretty good aesthetic. I liked it. Um, I just thought it was a really cool hint, and I didn't catch it at first. But Noma's when we were watching through it, you're like, oh, there's Morai. And I'm like, oh, there is. <laughs> when I watched through it again. Yeah, well, and, and they set it up uh, really interesting. It, it's I was kind of surprised that they only ever use her as an Easter egg in this episode. But yeah, like all the focus is supposed to be on Ahsoka. But then off to the left a little bit, you can just see. But it, it, she also blends into that shot really well because it's like mm-hmm. Morai's like gray. And then yeah. when they switch it so you see Ahsoka from the front, 
it's just bright green in the background, so it's much easier to see. Oh, is it in the other shot as well when she's in it? Yeah, yeah. So as oh, she's walking, as she's walking forward from the other side, you can and like the only reason I noticed Morai in that shot is because it's it, the owl's a much brighter green. Maybe it's because like the mist in the shot that we're looking at it, it's kind of obscured, I guess. Yeah, but like that, Jeez. that yeah, it, it's yeah, and it's also very far in the background and blurry. Like you can't see any details of, of it at all. Oh, okay, uh, it's just green. Yeah, but I just noticed it because it stands out so much against the black uh, trees in the background. Okay, cool. But yeah, no, uh, it, it was a cool kind of callback, and I mean, I, I always, I, I, I don't think they've ever confirmed it, but I always kind of saw it as, as like an echo of uh, the daughter from. Yes. Mortis? Yeah, because I think yeah. that's where we first see it is in Mortis. Yeah, I think I, I can't remember completely, but I think so. And you know, we'll they, they have the. They have the whole thing as well, where the da- uh, the daughter gives gives up her life to revive Ahsoka, and yeah. so I always figured like that's that's how they kind of got that uh, familial bond or familiar ish bond. Yeah, but, no, I think yeah, that's right. Cool. Um, let's get into the HK eighty seven droids quick. That's <laughs> really cool, kind of little Easter egg as well, because mm. the HK droids are originally from Knights of the Republic one, right? Yeah, yeah, original. So we have HK. Yeah, HK forty seven mm-hmm. in um, Kotor, and then I, I'm 51. not sure is he in Kotor two? Yeah, HK fifty one. Okay, and then we have yeah. Swator where we get HK both forty seven uh, and fifty five. Is it okay? So we do have a whole bunch of lineages of HK units going up through the the hundreds of or even thousands of years in case of mm-hmm. Kotor and stuff, um, and Swator, uh, but we do get HK eighty seven droids. Now they don't look aesthetically similar to the hk droids we've seen in like eu stuff um in the games but i thought they were pretty cool they were super agile like you see the one when the head goon guy like says hey go up on the roof and then it like grabs the roof and noma you said like how is he gonna get up there and he does like a weird backflip thing and jumps (laughs) on and you're like oh this is like the assassin droids from the the cis (laughs) and you're like these things are oh yeah yeah the the I can't remember what they're called, they're but yeah, the, the stealth battle droids. Yeah, they're like commando droids or something. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But they were really cool. Do you guys have any thoughts about the HK droids? I know you guys are super Star Wars: The Old Republic fans, so. <laughs> um, well, the thing that I was um, impressed about was that, like, was it the last one? Just again, when Finn's taking everybody out, and they're like behind you because there's another HK droid coming up to try. It, yeah, it was, it was already shot, and it was still planned. Yeah, yeah, finished. It was like they were showing droids to be not just this one shot down. A bunch of them are just durable. Like you see, we we our our four is there. In last season, I think him going around. The uh, IG eighty eight takes so much nonsense. Before he, or IG eleven, sorry, before he blows up. Yeah, um, we're seeing these HK droids not. Like, not just going down after once. Yeah, showing you that maybe, you know, if this is all to set up the dark troopers that we were talking about a couple episodes ago, you mm-hmm. know, if these guys are that durable, what's it going to take to bring one of them? If they are be interesting to see. And to see if they're as agile. I don't know if the dark troopers will be, but we'll see. No, they yeah, I, tanks. Like, they don't exactly. Yeah, I don't now. think they're pretty agile, but I think they're very durable, mm-hmm. especially if they have Beskar armor. Yeah, right. The the um, so, the well, only sorry. thing of, mm. um something I wanted to mention about that too. Even even if they have Beskar armor, right? 
Like, because we see that, um, what's her face? The magistrate there has a, right? mm, and yep. how much, how much that had to go. Mm -hmm. um, but she didn't. It was pure Beskar she, too. Yes, but she didn't say who it was made by. And in yeah. in old lore and everything like that, like you could have a ton of Beskar, but if you didn't know how to work it properly, you wouldn't get anything out of it, or you wouldn't be able to get the full property out of it. You needed a Mandalorian to work with it. So even if you were to plate the, these um, uh, dark troopers with anything, I feel like there'd be it'd be flawed in some way, and like people would be trying to like, oh, they're indestructible, and some Mandalorian's gonna come. Yeah, okay. Because, <laughs> like, if it's if it's Empire manufactured, it's going to be the quickest, fastest way you can... Yeah. So while it may be strong, there's probably going to be a bunch of... Impurities. Exactly, right. I could see, like, the... If anything, the uh, the Forge Master come down and destroy them. Be like, oh, that'd be great. He knows, like, exactly what where to hit mine. it. Exactly, yeah. Someone's going to be, like, pressure points. It, pretty much. See them just burst apart at that point. That'd be great. And yeah. then we see those, like abominations that were in tanks inside them oh yeah, yeah that'd be cool. right that combine that kind of stuff and a horror kind and of like or sensitivity mm. what is this gonna be warhammer come on guys <laughs> i mean uh, some i new, wish it's a bunch of psychers <laughs> in there you imagine yeah. use them to feed the emperor <laughs> oh boy i mean we're not too far off to be completely fair <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh also just jumping back to uh their to the HKs because there was mm -hmm. there was one thing about their design that I thought was kind of reminiscent of forty seven, which is maybe it's just my my remembrance of Kotor, but I've always remembered the HK series of having very thin limbs. Yeah, and well, Jack Skellington style, really. Yeah, 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 exactly right. And so like the eighty sevens have that, and so that part was the only part where I was like, okay, yeah, I can I can see them being an evolution of it. Mm -hmm. And I also did find something which I, you know, I'm not going to take credit for this at all. There are, there are fans better than me who recognize this, but there is one close up shot of the HK-87's head. Yeah, I just and, looked at that now. Yeah, and on it there's a little emblem, and I, really? I didn't recognize it. That? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll send the image right now. I, I didn't recognize it, but I was like, oh, that's cool. I wonder what this means. And someone on can reddit I, can i make a guess before you say what it is i want to see uh that's really cool i didn't catch that mm -hmm. yes and as soon as i saw that i went oh they i didn't realize that they which makes me... which makes sense yeah yeah okay there it is that's the symbol i wonder if ed would know this <laughs> i can't see i it. i didn't hold up it's kind of like a whole bunch of diamonds fixed in together because it's not zirka it's no no Good guess, though. Does it, does it look like a tree branch, kind of? Yeah, kind of. Well, it's like a crystal, almost. It's like a I kinda, bunch of yeah. diamonds in a I, crystal formation. I kind of saw it as like a three-headed something. Huh. We'll put the links into the description so you can see what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. um, the symbol of the HK head and then the actual Seventh answer. Fleet. The Seventh Fleet, which is mm. the fleet. Whose fleet is that? Naruto. <laughs> it is it's not a chimera though it's a symbol of his fleet though oh okay. yeah because like yeah. I, I only remember the chimera as being like a kind of like you know it's got the two circles it almost looks like a doctor kind of thing except for the head part where it puts into three but yeah, yeah then that would that would really so that makes yeah. it that's an easter so, egg for like so, yeah just because we didn't say it out loud uh so it's the insignia of the seventh fleet like dan said but that is 
specifically Grand Admiral Thrawn's fleet. Yeah, which makes sense as why Ahsoka would ask this person, where is your master? Mm-hmm. Because she has droids that are from the Seventh Fleet, which is really yeah. cool. I didn't yeah. catch that. Exactly, right? Yeah, so, like, give, say, yeah, showing it that early for, you know, the, the few people who would recognize that symbol. Mm-hmm. That I, That's a really cool tie-in, I, I think. Um, yeah, good catch. Mm-hmm. Well, um, like I said, that wasn't me. The The credit for that goes to the post was made by you, user Darth Gamer 2004. <laughs> oh, damn. So, yeah, he, he's the one who I noticed the Reddit post of that and went, oh, my God, that's amazing. Thank you, Darth Gamer 2004, for that mm-hmm. insight. Um, let's get into Thrawn, then, since we're talking about Thrawn. So Thrawn is a character from the EU that was brought back into canon that we talked about, I think, last episode and the speculation. Um, and Thrawn is basically a Chiss, who, it's a species from the outer, re- or the unknown regions in uh, Star Wars lore. And basically he has come into the canon and worked with the Empire to hopefully gain their military might to help them push whatever threat is coming from the unknown regions to the galaxy, essentially. Um, Thrawn, at the end of Rebels, like we said last episode, was taken away by the Pergil on a Star Destroyer with Ezra to the Unknown Regions. Um, so this indication seems like he might be back now that Ahsoka's asking her, because I think she would know. She talked to Sabine, I would assume, about Ezra and what happened there. So why would this Magistrate know where they went? I think they're back, or at least Thrawn is back. Um mm especially with the 7th Fleet logo being there and these droids being here, which are brand new. We did not see these in Rebels at all. But they might be, Noma and Ed, they might be the droids that are like the next evolution of the um, troopers that we see, like the the dark trooper um, thing that Thrawn's fighting on his ship. Mm. It could be like the next stage of that, maybe. I don't know. Um, That's just a thought I, I just came up with. But yeah. Thrawn is most likely back, and uh, I'm excited to see him in live action, either in this, mm-hmm. which I don't think would make a lot of sense, um, speaking of like the plot of The Mandalorian and stuff, but I think, um, this is more speculation, but I think they're setting up for like a, an Ahsoka Thrawn live action series on Disney+. Plus. This, this I could is... see that. Yeah. This is... Mandalorian is the first show where I've had so many reactions of i would love to see a series with x character yes oh yeah because man oh man yeah like an ahsoka live action series with rosario dawson that would be amazing all right if we get you know a thrawn live action series with lars mickelson also amazing and then i i can't believe i i didn't think about this until i saw an interview yesterday where uh, she was talking about a character but a katie sackoff spinoff where she's bo katan oh or man like- Ahsoka Bo-Katan. Why did I say a Katie Sackhoff spinoff? Uh, sorry, a Bo-Katan spinoff. I mean, Katie Sackhoff is Bo-Katan, <laughs> Played by, yeah, so... Yeah, exactly, right? But <laughs> still, my brain's not They're working. They're one of the same. Yeah, I mean, if, yeah, they still, the, if they have the younger English version good. of her, get Felicia Day. But, um... Oh, yeah, that's true. But even, even then, I see... They could also have something with, like, you know, we're gonna... If they do decide to go with Thrawn or whatever, right? It could mm. turn out that, like, you know, him and Ezra showed up and he brought him to the Ascendancy being like, you see, you aren't only the Force... You aren't the only Force user. I could see there. that happening. Here's our... Here's our... Uh, Noma, plug your ears. 
<laughs> la, 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 la. I'm, I'm gonna use the word astropath just so that you can kind of get a, oh yeah. yeah an yeah, idea yeah. but i mean it in the literal sense i just don't want to use the name because that's part yeah. of the book that you should it's pretty good it's a good i idea. appreciate it yeah um but see therefore she users too kind of thing like that so this is mm-hmm. like i'm not evil i and if he explains his reasoning to them i could see as we're trying to work with the ascendancy to be like we got to fight this threat right oh now. oh my god mm. guys Ezra Bridger and Eli Vanto spinoff. Let's go. Dude, that would be great. <laughs> I would be down as hell for that. Because uh, they but... both come from there, but from the from the known galaxy, but they right. were on separate sides. Whereas Eli and they're was both working younger. with the Empire. Exactly. They're both younger, right? Um, the one thing I wanted to say is, like, th- that's a great theory because they fly, like, the Pergil take them to the unknown regions is what we assume. Mm. Um, and, like... That's where the ascendancy is, the, the Chiss ascendancy where Thrawn is from. So why wouldn't, you know, the Pergil accidentally, you know, maneuver through hyperspace to find the Chiss ascendancy by accident, and that's where they get dropped off? Like I could totally see that happening. Mm-hmm. Well, even I mean, if, even bit, if they don't get dropped bit... off at uh, at the homeworld or anything like that, they have their defense fleet, which would be parole, patrolling and everything like that, just like you know, that's true. cruisers and stuff. Like that. So they'd be like, oh. What's this random wedge-shaped ship doing here? Go and check it out. And they start speaking, um, um, Cybisti, I guess. Cybisti, yeah, yeah Cybisti. Um, Good memory. If, if they had to at that point, it would be okay, yeah. And then you get hear the perfect response in his cadence and everything. I'm like, oh my god, it's Mithran Uoto. Yeah, okay. and Thrawn, and that, Thrawn could translate now since he can speak common. Basic. Basic. Sorry, I'm thinking <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I think that's a great theory. Um, I I am really I hope they don't put Thrawn in this series because that would detract from the main plot. I think mm. for a lot of the hardcore fans. So yeah, if the Ahsoka was to have her own, and then it it expands and, into all that stuff. Because honestly, and, I don't yeah. think we're seeing Ahsoka again in this show, at least this season. Uh, I I could see, I could see her showing up at the end, maybe yeah, if, if somehow Gideon also leads to Thrawn. But mm-hmm. yeah, and and that's I also don't know if they would be attached though like i don't think i like he's he's more of a warlord than with the empire you but know what it I mean? could be like one of thrawn's plans to make it seem that way yeah maybe right. kind of like maybe. a like a pelian thrawn companionship i could see gideon thrawn. yeah it's 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 something that i could see them doing or not doing i, I think it would be fine either way but mm-hmm. the the one thing that i've kind of noticed with all of these you know amazing appearances is just they're all too short right I want to see yeah. so much more Bo-Katan, and I I don't think I can get that from just the Mandalorian. I think I want she's going to be coming so much back more this season for sure. Oh, a hundred, a hundred percent. But it's just it's because the feeling that I've gotten from both the heiress and the Jedi is just everything wraps up too quickly. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Right, because and it makes sense. You know, you've got you're, you're dividing all these new storylines with these original ones that we've got to keep going with. So and everything's got to wrap up in in you know under an hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's just that is the main reason why I just want to see these spinoffs I think, now. I think if we had an extra ten minutes, you'd be fine. See, you know what I mean? Like, we were at a forty-five minute episode this episode, including credits and stuff, and like mm. beginning of the episode where like the what happened last episode and that kind of stuff. Um, 
But if we had like a 55 minute episode like the first episode of the season for the heiress and for this, that's 20 minutes more, I think, for the heiress and it, 10 minutes more for this. I feel like we would have been a little bit more. I don't know. We, we, we'd we at I, least feel this less. I get I, I think it depends on what kind of story you're trying to tell. Right. Because yeah, sure. for yeah, for heiress and Jedi specifically. Yes. If there was a little bit more time, I'd probably feel a bit more fleshed out. But what I immediately thought of was was like, if we had a Thrawn Ahsoka showdown in The Mandalorian, it would have to wrap up in that episode. And I don't think that would work. And see, well, this, this platform, this is the platform where you can start making, here's this book about this, and here's mm-hmm. this book about that. Because we've introduced you, to, we've gone with a bang with this character or just something dramatic with this character to make them stick in your mind and wish I would for rather more them, from there and then because that to me gives you way more than here's a movie that we have all this time to tell you mm-hmm. stuff and we don't and just to clear up things that didn't make sense here's a like uh here's a primer to explain all that this mm. is different because it's just like hey you want to hear more check out this story that's it i think I think the one thing I would say is I love the idea of having more of these characters that we want to see more of, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know if I want to read another Ahsoka book. I don't know if I want to read a Bo-Katan book, and I don't want to know if I – like Thrawn, obviously, I want to read more books because there's more books coming out. Mm-hmm. But specifically for this um, plot thread with Thrawn, mm-hmm. I think I want to see all of those characters, Bo-Katan, Ahsoka, and Thrawn in live action since they have been made over to this. I don't think they would have name-dropped Thrawn. I don't think they would have cast live-action Ahsoka, and I don't think they would have cast live-action Bo-Katan if they didn't have plans to bring them back in some regard. Like, if Ahsoka is just a one-off episode, I would be very surprised. Yeah. I think that and... she's not coming back. I don't know if she's going to come back in The Mandalorian, mm-hmm. but I definitely think she's going to be coming back in some sort of live-action appearance, either her own show or another show that is... Um, kind of around her and Thrawn or something like that. Um, I just yeah, don't but, think they yeah, would I, make they cast somebody and just like say this is the one-off. Yeah, I'm you know not. I mean? I'm not saying like okay, they're there. No, no. Write a book and that's it. But like, but I would rather. I'd rather see like a live-action show. Yeah, I'm, even if it's you're, just like you're... a collection of short stories at that point. Yeah, just I to get just to get you with like in and around or like you know what's she doing there in the first place? You know, last time we saw her, she was here. Just okay, to kind so of what fill happened? in the gaps between. Yeah, and you can even put Katan and her together, and then, you know, if Sabine doesn't make an appearance, explain why she's not there, or something okay. like that. Okay, no, like, I get it. I thought you meant, like, to, like, resolve this whole f- plot. Oh, no, 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 no. Katan, Ahsoka, and Thrawn. Yeah, no, he, the, he was saying legit, just, just to expand is, on... Exactly. This is where you can get a lot of your supplementary, and it would make yeah. sense to have. Yeah. Rather like, than a comic like, would be good, cool, too. Yeah, if, even that. Any sort of other media, rather than just, like, here's the movie that didn't make any sense, so now we have to go back and explain it all. It's just like, no, you got everything you were supposed to, just here's more. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. way, that's oh, a I way different that. sentiment to me. Though. Yeah. yeah so I, thought, I thought you meant to, like, continue the story in, like, a book or something instead of... Oh, no, because I feel the yeah. same way you do about that. Like, I'd love to see, like, the see more. You can't name and then not expect me to be like, okay, well, where are they? Mm-hmm. You yeah. know? But, like, again, yeah. even if it's just, like, a before you watch the episode, read this book because this is what he's been doing and this is his part and his side. So when you mm-hmm. see him in the show, it's just like, all right, you know what's going on through his head. And then you hear what's going on through the main character's head. Now you're really conflicted. Be like, oh, God, who do I want to win kind mm-hmm. of thing. Rather than just yeah. like, like, good guy's going to win kind of thing. You'd be like, oh, no, but yeah. his motivation. 
It's like mm-hmm. watching, and that's why I liked. Um, sorry, this is way off, but Overl- <laughs> Overlord because yeah. it did such a go. good job of like, remember you are the main character is the bad guy, but we'll show you so much of the good guys plot to save their village and everything from that, and you're just like, yeah, guys, you're gonna. Oh wait, oh no, no, yeah. don't go to the. Oh no, and then you see the, his guys show up, and it's just like. You're getting you're destroyed. Gonna, you guys are gonna try your best spells, and oh, you're getting wrecked. Oh, like yeah. if, they, if they did something for this, it like, it keeps you so engaged, but it throws you off at the same time until you until you hit that snap moment of real. Oh, and then you see, it and you're like, mm-hmm. oh no, I know what's it. Oh no, like you could you could call that the force. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Man. Well, because because yeah, that because that's peak villain writing, right? When yeah. you actually don't know who you want to win, and granted. You know, a lot of I think a lot of other people are going to be less divided than us because we all love Thrawn, right? But a lot of people are are very diehard. Know the the Empire always has to lose. Yeah. But but yeah, no, like that that's how you make you know amazing villains is just to to when you get to the final confrontation, being like, I don't know who I want to win. Exactly. <laughs> I like everybody involved in this battle. Yeah, like, uh, well, and and you get different variations of that because yeah, I I remember the last time I really felt that in Star Wars was was Twilight of the Apprentice. Yeah, where I'm just being like, I want Ahsoka to beat Vader, but I also don't want her to beat Vader. But as long as she doesn't die, I'm okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. It's like I know Vader doesn't die, but I don't know about Ahsoka. And I don't know what's yeah, gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's move into the big elephant in the room. Um, the child gets a name, Grogu. No, but what mm-hmm. I can't remember. I didn't listen back. I was going to to the episode that you're like, what if they gave him his species a name? And I can't remember what it was, but I believe it was really <laughs> close to Grogu. I can't remember what you said. I I can't remember either. But if it was that close, we got to uh... listen to that and figure that out because that was I. As soon as I heard Grogu, I'm like, wait a minute, is that the name that Noma said? I I thought I had them. I thought I had it start with a Y, but I I yeah, I can't remember. It could be. Um, but yeah, what do you guys think of Grogu? I actually I I buy in. I like it. The I said it as soon as the name came up, and it's like, oh, his name's Grogu. Yeah, people are going to buy that. They're still going to call him Baby. Exactly. And just going through social media and seeing just, like, yeah, I don't care. I'm still calling him. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, his name. Yeah. And I'm sitting there just be like, you know, what What did you expect them to call him? Carlo? Like, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's, it's Yoda 2. It's like, an alien. Electric Boogaloo. Like, it's going to have some sort of name. You're gonna either have a hard time. I wouldn't. Be, I wouldn't have been surprised if it was all consonants. Yeah. You know. So it's just like okay. So it's probably gonna be like it's another two syllable name. There's only that. There's no surname. We don't surname whatever it is. But at that point, it's just like you know. Yeah, Grogu. There, he has a name. Now you have another pop vinyl to buy with his actual name on it. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be. There's gonna be the the child. Funkos that are like before this episode came out, yeah. and then now they're going to be the same Funkos but with different boxes that say the uh, Grogu. So and then it's going to be, out. yeah, it's going to be collectors now. The old ones are going to be worth a lot. See, I, I was thinking about that and I was wondering if for marketing they will start using Grogu or just keep the child. I think they're going to switch to, I would assume if they name drop it, that's I feel like, be... yeah, the company itself from there has to kind of stick with the name now because mm-hmm. it has been. Before, they could jump with everybody and be like, oh, we don't know, we don't know. But it's just like, all right, guys, we've got these 10,000 Grogu's ready to go. Just like the, <laughs> just like the clone army being like, all right, See, as soon as the, the episode ships out, have these ready to go. 
I I feel like because I I haven't checked any of the merchandise with any of the stuff, but the the best way to figure that out would be to see if there's season two merch that calls the Mandalorian Din. Ah, uh, yeah, no, and for see that is true. It, that's that's an interesting point is I can see them keeping him. His title is official. Mm. We know what he what he is, what he's created, and we also know his name. So from there, it's a toss-up, I feel like. If you want to use his name, go ahead. If you want to mm. use the title of the Mandalorian, go ahead. With this, it's just like, remember, we were calling it Baby Yoda because there was nothing else to call it. Then we mm. called it the Child. And that's when the actual real merch was coming out. Child. Baby Yoda was just a colloquial name. that adopted. That's true. Right? Now, but it's such a popular one now. Yeah. Yes, um again popular because you know when if 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 he grows up and he it's like yoda's age we're not gonna call him baby yeah at that point right so by that point and you can't call him the child at that point you gotta start using a name so for the best thing to do is like get it okay we've had that season and a half of him not having one now he has one and we're gonna do our best to cement this how many times did we see them refer to him as name and he wouldn't respond to anything but the name mm. right yeah and then he, when he, yeah when he says grogu he like he looks over actually looks up saying yeah. yes me yes what kind of thing right <laughs> so it's just like and ahsoka keeps saying it he keeps saying it at that point and he's like because he was like you know hey kid is a kind of way to be like you can know hey baby yoda hey yeah child she's like right she's like and uh, ahsoka when he nope. says hey kid she like goes over to his shoulder and goes grogu mm. yeah just call him Grogu. So from there, it's just like, yeah, we're we're trying to tell you everybody, else, including guy who doesn't know anything about it. Yeah, that's how I see that. We're you we're calling him this name, using this name. We're gonna say it ten thousand times in this scene that it's ingrained. There's no confusion. This it's is a lot easier it. to say Grogu than the child or the asset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah, for for myself, I'm like. I don't mind it. It's it's one of those things where I I don't think I was ever going to be completely satisfied with whatever answer they gave us. Mm-hmm. There's just something about it, right? Just giving I don't know why it is either because it's not like, you know, it's not like they didn't invent names for Yoda and Yaddle, but yeah. there there's just something about it where it it feels a, like a tiny bit manufactured, but I feel like that's just a hang up I have. It's the mm-hmm. Joker effect all over again. Yes. Because yes, if, as soon as you it. give him the name, it's just like, oh, hey, Adam. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right? You lose or, that sense of, like, oh, my God. Why are you I mean, at least they didn't name yeah. the species. Yeah. So that's at, the I think that's a big thing. At least they didn't say that uh, Grogu is actually three different people and that yeah. one of those people has an infection of the original Lazarus strain. And that's why every time it looks like Batman kills him, he's actually <laughs> still alive. God. Because yeah. I've never seen someone try to destroy the Joker as fast as DC did themselves. Yeah. Because <laughs> that is an actual plot line from, well, that's yep. two plot lines from Batman. You, and that's that around the time tough. I stopped reading those. That was oh Rebirth stuff, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh that was, this was post-Death uh, of the Family, which in itself wasn't a very good Mm-mm. arc. Well, it was a good, I'm getting into a whole rant about how every Batman arc, every, every modern... I'm just going to say the, at least the, the, the main part, which is that every main Batman arc from like 2010 onwards is really strong until the ending, and the ending just collapses and is terrible garbage. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, it. Rant over. Back to the topic of Grogu. Do we think 
now that we know Grogu was at the temple being trained by masters, was I correct? Is Grogu the child of Yaddle and Yoda? Maybe, maybe they don't have children in that fact because we maybe still don't know. And that they well, that would the st- with blue liquid. That would still con. That would. That would <laughs> no. have the point of you know some sort of procreational kind of event <laughs> which they forbid. But I'm saying like you know like either reincarnation or something like that where like you know what happened to yaddle maybe yaddle died and out of yaddle like a phoenix came comes grogu but you know Uh, doesn't know anything so you gotta we don't know a damn thing about the that's true about the species that that would actually explain why in this entire history nobody knows anything about them yeah that's true um the one thing that really got me was like ahsoka says you know, he reminds me of a master that used to be at the Jedi Temple. Oh, master uh, Yoda. Yeah, I had a point about that as well. And, and like yeah. the only the only other one I've seen is of this species is Master Yoda. And I'm like, how about Yaddle? She was on the council so, too. I was what? thinking I well, I was thinking about that. And I think that there's a way that uh you can you can kind of think about it and so and it is still right. Because all we know about Yaddle is she died at some point between episode one and two, right? Well, maybe not died, but maybe just not on the council anymore. No, no. That, so they, they've. Well, actually, I don't know if it's canon anymore. But she died between oh, episode okay. one. And, yeah. Um. I I know that the original her original death was retconned, but I think the comic that came out afterwards is still relevant. Was okay, it a comic? Well, how did she die? It, uh, I only remember the original death. I just know that they updated it. Uh, originally, she died in a series of of. Uh, like young children's books, it was the something of the force. Oh, <laughs> Why uh, in a she, young children's book? Who knows? Uh, she, well, she didn't. Well, yeah, it, I I can't remember. So, someone, I'm sure someone will remember them. But I read them all. Growing trials, of, I only remember Trials of the Jedi because okay. that that was a series of books that was basically uh, going through Obi Wan and Qui Gon's adventures before Episode One, and they that brings up the original point that comes up in Master and Master and Apprentice, where because there's an uh, a, a two book arc in that where obi-wan actually leaves the jedi order to help a bunch of uh young rebels okay on a planet and i i from what i've heard they they kind of reuse those points in master and apprentice but anyways there there's a sequel to that i can't remember what that one's called but that one is uh young obi-wan and padawan anakin going on missions yes. and in that yes. one i remember yaddle dies absorbing bi- like basically like a biotoxin from a bomb that's gone off I don't remember how she dies in the new one. I, we could probably look it up, but I know that she did die between episode one and two. Okay, so, that makes sense. Yeah. So the the logic there then being that Ahsoka either joined the temple before, or sorry, after Yaddle's death, or she was just so young when she was inducted that she doesn't remember Yaddle before. Yeah, or never met her. Yeah, exactly. Just never, you never met her because there's so many Jedi and it's a big temple, right? And mm-hmm. another thing to consider, um considering how how um discovered i guess you could say, the known galaxy at this point we go everywhere we see all different types of in life living on almost every planet with the exception of like you know trandosha and a couple and like uh kashik where there's like you know trandoshans or whatever but no, never once do we hear anybody ask or say or hear Yoda say, you know, well, I'm from this world or whatever, anything like that. He just is, mm. right? 
But again, yeah. at least the fact is like, where do you come from? And if you come mm -hmm. from Wild Space, how did you find your way into the Order? We know who trained you before and who you were Padawan to, and that which was the last, um, the Grand Master before him. Mm -hmm. um, I can't remember it. Cerulean? I, I can't remember. But Yeah, it's been a while. But um, at that point, it's just like nobody's nobody in the universe, is, in that universe, has asked, you know, what are you? We never hear mm -hmm. that. Because mm -hmm. at that point, yeah. yeah, you're a puppet guy, right? So let's leave that at that. Like, just like yeah. a frog lady. I hope, they, I hope they leave the species name out of Star Wars. I really see, do. I feel as much like, as I want to know it, I exactly. equally don't it's, want to know it. Yeah. I feel like we might get some sort of allusion to it on our next point. Which... <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, but... also, yeah, because speaking of Tython, and also just going over, because kind of what we were saying, right? The, if we're going with Extended, then the entire history, because in KOTOR 1, I can't remember his name, it's also the V, right? Grand the, the Grand... Yeah, Vandar. Grandmaster Vandar is the same species as Yoda. And so if we're taking that word, you know, Knights of the Old Republic is, is I think, five or 6,000 years before mm -hmm. uh, episode four, mm -hmm. then, yeah, that means over that entire span, span of time, still nobody knows. And because now it's expansion species. time, too, right? Where everybody's going mm -hmm. around claiming places, not doing so. They went yeah. and eliminated a whole species of Sith pureblood from canon. Yeah. So it's like if you do that, okay. So then, where did these guys come? I think I think we're gonna see Tython in the High Republic. Uh, oh, I yeah, think right. that might be oh, where this, I don't doubt like that. that's that's where this that's where the Jedi are probably stationed. Like that's mm -hmm. their their well, place. That's maybe where the first like big thing collapsed that caused a bunch of other hyperlinks to be. collapse. And that's where they're it just like be. we have to stop it here, but it's gonna be here, and that's why no come here because it's been yeah. collapsing since the yeah. time of Bane. That's where like you know forgotten roots, and you could go away and. Like, uh, like a map. So you, do we you, think? Do we think Tython is dead right now? Eh, I hope like, there not. might be like a, a ruin of a temple, like a Jedi temple there that Ahsoka is referencing. But maybe that's it. Like I everything could see else. It, at this point now, I could see it being something similar to Mortis, because mm. that's where everything started for four seasons. Okay. With the exception of like you know the um, the Rakata. Stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But like you know, this was a nexus of where these dark same planet mm -hmm. they fought, then eventually the dark got kicked out and got pushed to Moribund. Mm -hmm. Now that all that seems mm -hmm. to be, oh, that's in chaos now because you know where do they go at this point? Then if they don't meet up with the pure bloods and you have like Keldroma and all those guys yeah. throughout the year, you don't have that. Well. Nah, dude, it's all about Exegol now. <laughs> Apparently, right? So it, that, and that's the thing. Like, where did they go? Or because they used Moraban in um, they used both Corban and Moraban. Yeah. So at that at that point, if they use that, and it's like, okay, well, now there's a whole other thing. They'll have they'll have to come up with that or this. Like Yavin, the moons of Yavin are supposed to have uh, Masasi, mm. which were again pretty much bestial Sith pure bloods. Yeah. So what? Are they just did Luke never run into them now? Who who was the Sith Lord on on Yavin Four with Nagasadao? Uh, yeah, Nagasadao. I was thinking Marcos Ragnos for some reason. Marco Ragnos was on Corp. That was in Jedi Academy. Oh, okay. Ah. Mm. So... And uh, Swotor. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. He's on, yes, the, yes. The spirit of Marco yeah. Ragnos. Um. Now getting back into uh like this episode and stuff. 
Let's get into the final speculation, I guess. Um, anything else that we want to speculate that we haven't said already? Um, there's one thing that I was thinking about at the end of the episode when she says, take him to the Seeing Stone on the Jedi Temple on Tython, and maybe another Jedi will train him after he reaches out. Um, and I'm thinking, who could that be? What Jedi are still around? Because she says, like, not many Jedi are left. So, number <laughs> yeah, exactly. one. Which 100%. one of two Jedi are we talking about? <laughs> well, there could be there could be other Jedi. Because, like, three. even in the comics, even in the comics, there are Jedi that are, like, still alive. Even That's in true. This but, but, time frame. but of, of we know of right now, there's, there's just three, right? It's, it's just Luke, Ezra, and Leia. And Cal. Cal's somewhere. We don't know if he's still alive at this point, though. True, because it takes place earlier. But if he is still alive, he mm-hmm. would, yeah, hopefully. I um, yeah, that that is a good point. I would assume Cal's alive, and also, yeah, yeah I mean Cal anyway. Yeah, exactly. So I'm thinking Luke is the best bet here because at this point, six years after Return of the Jedi, he is most likely looking around, maybe even at Tython, to find um, Force info like information about the Jedi and like collecting information that way to build up his. His order, his Jedi order. Right. Um, you have to consider the timeline still with him, and that's what he's locked in. Because right, he's on that to, track to do that. Because he's gonna, Ben is gonna be born, and he's gonna have the training. I think Ben so, is born by this point, actually. So between between this time and the time that he leaves and runs for the first order, you have to have this whole thing with this Grogu come to come to add. Yeah. So if it is if it is Luke, I could see it being really rushed. I could see it being some obscure Jedi either we've never seen before, who is like who escaped Order sixty six and had the Mace Windu. <laughs> have you seen that theory flying around? Yeah, <laughs> I have. Mace Windu. And while I'm not opposed to it, I just think he'd be so different that he. Just... I don't think it would make sense with Grogu. No, no, because yeah. I don't. I can. I don't see him having the patience anymore. That's a character I would love to see in a comic book spinoff of what happened to him after he fell from episode. Yeah, like a Star Wars what if kind of thing. Yeah, but that's it, that's a comic book I think. It just it just wouldn't give that sense of anything because I feel like both he and Din would be too alike. You know, because mm. like aggressive and you know don't do that or pick that mm. or do this this this. But you know, here's some food kind of thing. And we'd also have like an older Mace Windu, which would be fun. But yeah, um, mm. yeah. I don't know if you guys have any other speculation that you want to talk about. I yeah. mean, the, the speculation, yeah. Oh, I was going to say, like, the speculation I'd love to see is, yeah, Luke shows up and they have that conversation. And then they figure it out from there. But, I mean, realistically, what it what it sounded like to me in that episode was they're basically saying, here is what we're setting up to have the end conclusion be the child is staying with Din. Do you think that's going to be the long-term thing, though? Like, it's going to stay with him forever? Well, until he, he dies. Until Din dies, right? Well, remember, okay. the, she she gave him, like, when you get there, you'll have to make a choice. Yeah, Gorbu will choose whether to, to become a Jedi or stay with you. And I'm pretty yeah. sure he's going to choose to stay with like, him. Like, he's going to just put him in armor at that point. I was just <laughs> saying, maybe he's going to turn into a foundling? That'd be interesting. He already is, technically. Mm. True. Like, the, True. The Forge Masters, like, that is a foundling. Hey guys, we have a thing. spear that's almost the same size of Beskar that we need for Groku's body, <laughs> so we just melt that down, make some armor, we're good to that, go. That would be weird. How I don't know how I'd feel about him I would Mando be laughing. <laughs> yeah. I'd be down for that. I could see him like... New quick... figures, guys. New Pop Funkos. God. Guaranteed. The chair could be like made out of Beskar. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. So, like, he would... He's an yeah. 
That would be cool. Just to be like, you know what, you're in this thing, I know you're protected. <laughs> at that point, Dan, you're not going to get this at all, but at that point, you're just turning him into, Gideon into Star Wars. Yeah, into Star Wars <laughs> Ravener. <laughs> I was thinking like, that's why um, I called it the chair. Like the toads <laughs> of <right>. Warhammer, uh, <laughs> like fantasy. Oh the yeah, the salon. Hovering yeah, around. <laughs> or even the chairs from Swotor that you use for like a mount. Well, I mean, they, yeah, they, yeah. look at his... Sit- Look at his psycho abilities for his age. You tell me you couldn't be Ravener? Come on. <laughs> All, right. All he's missing is possession. <laughs> Here, I'm going to fight his I mean, we don't what? know he can to do that. God, God, yeah, that would be weird. That would be um, a dark side thing for sure. Any other sure. any other things that we want to talk about? Hmm. All right. I mean, no, I think we're good. I mean did, are we not going to talk about that last fight scene, though? Oh, yeah. yeah. That was something that was bugging me and Ed a lot. See, because there's you have two fights going on, and well, one more standoff, and then one. Yeah, I say the fight, fight between Ahsoka and Morgan. The only thing I could think of during during that fight, besides our like jeering kind of through it, but it was mm. like you know you know those videos were like oh actual Swordmaster or whatever responds or views this and reacts yeah, to this yeah. or whatever. Right? I'm thinking like <laughs> I mean I'm nowhere near any sword, whatever thing, but mm. like seriously. I'm seeing some of these moves. Like, okay, and then you did this, and, and then you cut him in half with your Kienzan, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, you broke like no to answer mind. your question, no, no, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, and it's like so I'm Dragon just, Ball abridged. Yeah, and yeah. I'm waiting for that. Thank you, Team Four Star, for everything you've done. hundred uh, percent. But like, se- seriously, I'm I'm having those moments. I'm like, and then you're gonna do this, right? Because you know, yeah. you can't defend it. You didn't. Okay, yeah, but then so... you're gonna do this, right? Because it did. okay yeah okay so so oh, she knocked the saber o- okay so yeah the the main moment that was um bugging both of us was that every time they lock weapons i was just th- like there's one or two times i can see it not working out but basically the the problem that we kept having was every time they lock weapons ahsoka could have just slid her lightsabers up or down the haft of the weapon and taken off all of the magistrate's fingers or and then that kind of just yeah, and then that kind of just ends the fight, right? Um, Th- there's one, thing... one or two points where I could see the argument for she shouldn't have done that because there's one or two times where they lock sabers and the spear's pointed at her. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, in that case, you know, you cut them off, it flies towards you and kills you. Don't do that one. But for a lot of the other ones, there's a bunch of other times where I felt like they could have done that. The worst thing she would have gotten was like a head bash. Yeah, know, exactly. Because like, there was a the blunt side of just like the, yeah. the actual like handle itself. Mm-hmm. So. The one counter argument I would say is this. And I'm going to hear you guys be like, well, ha, um, is when you're fighting lightsaber to lightsaber, you could do the same thing. Slide down and cut the handle of the height lightsaber and the person's hand on it. Could you not? No. Yeah. There's no cross Some, guard. Well, um, people don't. I mean, do that. That, it, that, it happened once in the series, kind of. But Dooku, that right? discussion yeah, yeah. is the same. I hear that and I hear, well, why don't they just turn their lightsaber off or anything like that? Remember, That's exactly it. It's you, because you, it's like it's not a, a fun fight at that point, right? I no, guess. no. It's be- and I don't know if this is canon again, but before oh. you even fight, you throw up a shield, a yeah, mental yeah, shield, I about that. so that oh, your know. opponent doesn't do the things that we're just talking about. But even about. then, you could still cut the person's hands off if you like went down their lightsaber. Well, again, like you with the spear. Okay, so I'm gonna slow down and back up a bit. So first, you throw up the shield. You do that unconsciously so stuff like that can't happen. 
because your mind and your body got to be in tune so you're anticipating moves and doing everything like that that's why a force user versus force user fight you can't see okay, that okay that makes sense that makes sense the, exactly the, the and then the and then that's slightly yeah yeah and, and that's exactly. why you don't you don't have things like a fight starts and the, the one jedi just pulls the lightsaber to the other one's hand yeah right yeah you have yeah. that like you some have some can bit. do that like mm-hmm. vader but that's just because they're so strong they just rip through your shield anyway like look yeah, what happened yeah. with him versus ezra right as we yeah. didn't fight back at all <laughs> because he's right just out of like, his hands. he's like please and he's like yeah you you're no jedi you you, yeah. you don't know what you're doing mm-hmm. so with that with that aspect it makes you even more pissed off than the fact it's like dude this lady doesn't have the force what are you playing at with even sabers was... at that point just pick her up <laughs> i was i was very interested in the fact that like when she loses her one lightsaber she then turns her style into like the ahsoka from rebels and the ahsoka from uh clone wars where she's like backhands her lightsaber Mm -hmm. like she holds it like a dagger almost um and i was like okay that's cool and then she like goes super crazy on the lady and cuts the light or the spear in half i thought that was really really cool um i don't know why she wasn't using her lightsabers like that is that something that she's cog uh cognitively doing because it's a jedi thing that she was taught like is it something or sorry conscious thing that she's trying not to do because she was taught by the jedi like that way for lightsaber technique that's or is something... that something that? Sorry, go ahead. I just say, or is that something that is just she's you know developed a new style that she prefers? See, that's something simple and plain that you can explain into a book because it just adds more. It's not explaining sure. anything that sure, happens sure. in there, right? But again, yeah. At the same time, yes, the saber thing was interesting to see her use it like that more aggressive than it. But um, again, you have. It's the same argument you have with um, Kylo Ren versus uh, Ray. The I won't even start with that. But Finn, <laughs> right? When he has the yeah. saber and he's like, "It's like, dude, what are you playing at?" I don't understand. <laughs> if if I'm a force user and I'm thinking to myself, like, you know, you have that sense of superiority kind of thing where you only really start to act serious if there's another force user against you. This guy's running towards me with a lightsaber. He doesn't know how to hold. I'm just gonna flick. Yeah. I'm not even gonna put. I'm gonna flick his forehead with the worm like are, are you stupid put yeah. that down before you take your own arm <laughs> yeah yeah like that that is the mentality i would have with anybody you know who wasn't it's not to, a force user you're fighting a force user and you know it's it's a destructive mentality at that point but when you're going up against 99 percent of everybody who isn't boba fett <laughs> right you'd be I like would... yeah Bing, what are you doing what are you i would doing? like to know what gave this character morgan mm-hmm. like what does she know fighting style wise that was allowing her to best Ahsoka for a bit? That's what I want to know. Well, think I know of... Ahsoka, like Ahsoka could have just killed her, mm-hmm. but she didn't want to. She wanted to take her alive, and to do that, she needed to disarm her, right? Yeah. So she needed yeah. to or prolong that fight and destroy air. that pe- the spear, right? And then pull the spear uh, away from her and then just chuck it away. She wanted somewhere. that information, basically. Yeah, so that, if, I if... feel like that's what it was that made Ahsoka a little bit on a. Um, what am I, what's what I'm looking for, on a disadvantage on this fight, is that she had to make sure that she wasn't going to kill her, whereas Morgan wanted to just kill her. So cut an arm off. Cut a leg off. You have a lightsaber, for God's sake. The the only thing I could say, if we're just throwing speculation around, is, you know, Ahsoka already knew that that the magistrate worked for Thrawn. Oh, true. So maybe theoretically in that she also knew that that Morgan was trained by Thrawn as well in hand-to-hand combat. That definitely, like, his fighting style, I could definitely see from what she would fought, like, to be completely fair. Now that we bring back the Thrawn, yeah, that makes sense. 
Yeah, I can see. The The only thing that bugged me in, in the end of the fight was, and I'm sure, I, I think we were all thinking it was, the lightsaber gets knocked out of her hand, and I'm thinking, all right, so she pulls it back and continues the fight. Right, yeah. right. I was thinking, Where like, why did it go? And that's what I feel like where a lot of Star Wars things, because fans, and I don't mean this mm. in a negative way, because, don't get me wrong, I love seeing it. How many times are you going to go back on I was just talking about watching... Um, the Star Killer thing versus Vader and him doing all the crazy things with his lightsabers, right? Mm. Because it's flashing, it's fun, and it's awesome, and you want to see that it's because fun, it's a fun visual. Because mm. if we're doing and if we're doing the things that, like I'm talking about, me like you know lift her up or just pull the thing away or whatever, that turns into the Rebels Obi Wan versus Darth Maul and just be like one yeah. two three done, you mm. know? And people were kind of like, that's it. We definitely you know? wanted to see. I say, I'm gonna say, I definitely want to see Ahsoka fight in this exactly. episode like that. Mm-hmm. That's that's something that I was actually happy to see, um, even with you know the little nitpicks that we have. Mm-hmm. But it's I thought it was still a fun fight even with those, and it was just like I, okay. I did like, also. Sorry, right. keep going. Yeah, because it's like you know what? It's just like it feel like it always goes either use force and then it's just like nothing else, or use lightsaber and nothing else. But there's never yeah. a good blend of the two. You kind of yeah. see it in Clone Wars. You do. Uh, Obi-Wan used that especially so. But, like, with with this, it could have been, like, you know, like a simple, yeah, I'm just going to pull my laser back, like, okay, you knocked it out once, do it again, kind <laughs> of thing. Or, like, all right, yeah, I'm just going to, like, jump really high over you for this thing. Or I'm going to push you back or something like that, and then we can keep fighting. Mm. Just to let you remember, it's just like, yeah, I'm toying with you. You know, yeah. where it's just like, yep, yep, okay, I've I've read you, I've downloaded your data, I have showering gun, here you go, push. It's <laughs> something, right? To be like, yeah, yeah. I'm OP. We know you're, we know you have the lightsabers, we know what you can do, but you know, it's not just your light. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's so, that's the one point I. Have. No, and that makes sense. I, I was gonna say, ironically, even though I'm the one who brought up the point, I just debunked my own thing by thinking about it because I was like, yeah, why wouldn't you? get you know force pull the lightsaber back and then i thought well you're pulling a lightsaber out of water and it's going to be you know completely soaked and slick and it's probably not going to be more of a detriment to fight with at that point so and you also have to take the time to use the force to pull it back i mean that part that's kind of a that part while defending against i I don't know i can Mm, again either way push her back then summon it it's not true 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 how many put it this way everybody listening who's either played or watched or had some sort of interaction <laughs> with um, with Fallen Order. How much, how much did you mix your fighting style up? What did you do in your fights? How did you, like, were you just, I'm going to hit you with this saber till you die? Or just like, oh, this guy's coming close to me. Or, yeah. you know what, you're all the way over there. I'm going to pull you, stab you, push you away, throw my saber at you, two sabers out, double the, like, you, you were constantly being like, what can I do here? What can I do? At least mm-hmm. that was me, right? And yeah, because mm-hmm. and at the same time, I'm not gonna lie. I was going for the flashiest thing I could do. I wanted to. I every scene had to be cinematic, or else what's the point? Yeah. But again, that point was just like, okay, yeah. Oh, you're all around me. You're all around me. Defend, defend, defend. Push everybody back. Slow this bolt down. Yeah. Do this. Do this. Like you know, like you're supposed to be this powerful being that can have they, the most. The thing that makes you this powerful being is that you have these mystical powers. What is the point of being this if you're not going to use those mystical powers? You said the the episode name is the Jedi, <laughs> but all we saw was like she jumped once. Mm. We we saw her do the big jump to get onto the onto the the bell roof thing. Yeah. Right? Oh well. Yeah, and and then also when she's fighting Din and she jumps over the tree branch, right? That that too. Yeah. So we yeah. see it a couple times. It's like yes, 
like, okay, you're doing some cool jumps, but that's not all a Jedi can do. And she floated mm-hmm. the ball. But it's just like when it came to combat, you know? And maybe, maybe this is still because, you know, didn't fully achieve any rank except Padawan in the Order, left to follow her own and learn her own things. So you could argue that, you know what, maybe although she is strong and everything like that, she's, you know, she still needs training or she still has to find some way to train herself too. Kind of like how Luke in um, Episode 5, again, him, using Saber, only using Saber, getting destroyed by the Force, getting destroyed by the Force. Episode 6 mm. comes out where he's a little more trained. You see him flipping and doing this and pushing and all sorts of different stuff. It's like, yeah, again, it mostly Saber, but he's doing a lot more. And it's just, so it's because it comes with coaching, it comes with teaching, it comes with just developing at that point. Mm-hmm. The only exception to that and make or help me is Ray, where <laughs> it was like, I'm going to use mind tricks, I'm going to use this, I'm going to use this. And then in the middle of fight, she's doing yeah some Senya moves because I'm calling it Senya because it came out before <laughs> the movie did. But, then... mm. but so yeah. I was going to say with with this whole episode overall i would say we all all of us really enjoyed it mm-hmm. oh yeah for sure and i i'm not sure maybe next episode is tython maybe it's you know intercepted by the empire who knows um, Hell, intercepted by new republic or even you know the the criminals from the ship the Ooh. prison ship this Could is a, those guys this is episode five right yeah this is episode more. five so we have three episodes left yeah. yeah i wonder if tython will be the final showdown that would be fun. I would be down with that. And then you know we what? Open, because like we end on Tython, but we don't get a resolution. And then season three is where we open up on Tython. I feel I like feel, I feel like. Sorry, Eddie, you go first. Yeah. So, you know what? These next three, I could see it being like part one, two, and three of Tython, like how they had part one and two for the last uh, season, last two episodes. I mm, could see a part right? one and two. I don't know if they'll do part one, two, and three. I would love it. Fair I enough. I would very much but, love it because I could see them being like. In this next episode, it's back to the Mandalorians and Bo-Katan's being like, okay, we found so-and-so, we gotta do this thing, it's gonna take us a couple days to get everybody together and get organized, and he's like, great, I totally wanna jump in with that, I gotta do this one thing first, so I'm gonna go take care of this, and then season three is back to them starting up to go, okay, we're ready to go do this thing, let's go, okay, I'll sure. meet you there. I could thing. see them ending on a cliffhanger, though, like, you know, they get to Tython, things are happening, and something happens to make like the really like oh my god what's gonna happen next cliffhanger and then it cuts and then we don't know until the next season i i feel like so so no no, this is good we're all getting our own speculations on on how the ending is gonna go because i feel like next episode is going to be uh well a is rick uh famaiwa right um so what i'm praying is the next episode is is another transition episode but it includes the same team from uh the prison heist Mm-hmm. kind of something like that to bring them back and, and kind of have another showdown. And then I feel like, yeah, the, the last two episodes is going to be a part one, two. In my mind, it's basically Mando gets to Tython, gets tracked down by Gideon. Every, you know, Darkest Hour is the first episode. Everything's going to hell. They have the, the new troopers. And then episode two is when, or the finale is when Bo-Katan and anybody else shows up and gives them the, brings the fight to them and Gideon okay. gets driven off. And I feel like then that episode ends with uh, the Seeing Stone and, and Grogu choosing to stay with the Mandalorian instead of looking for a Jedi to train with him. And then we kind of shift focus more onto, okay, now the, the quest is over. It's been, Mandalore. you know, quest failed successfully. Um, yeah. And then it kind of turns to, exactly, Mandalore and Gideon. And now we have to focus on on this and 
Children of the Watch and Death Watch and the Night Owls and kind of all the internal politics that we start to get into. You know, so the order, the order of written uh, writers for the next three episodes is John mm-hmm. Favreau, Rick Famuyiwa, and then John Favreau again. We don't have directors yet, um, oh, okay. but those are the those are the ones that we're we're getting to. I'm assuming the John Favreau episode is going to be directed by John Favreau, but it could be anybody. Um, I would love to see another Dave Filoni episode too. Um, for sure. Something that I was thinking of too is like it'd be it'd be funny to see like, you know, it's so heavily invested Mandalorian. Like you were going on about um Gideon being Mandalorian or some similar thing to that. I'm just thinking like, you know, what if the original user of the Darksaber is or was on Tython and left something well? Like, you know how oh, Mandalore's yeah. helmet was the biggest thing in the old Republic to be like, you know, if we mm. don't have that, we lose everything. So what if it's, like dark, some... it's like the Darksaber right now. Exactly, right? So what if there's mm. something there that's been like, okay, we know the Darksaber's there, but it's like not fully activated because it has like a second phase that can only be activated by learning this knowledge. But this knowledge <laughs> has been lost for ages. And that's that how you bring... into the broad Darksaber. No, that's, yeah. how you... <laughs> that's how you bring in dual phase sabers back into canon. <laughs> oh! Foreign oh, horn. Damn. Bad. That would be cool, yeah. Right there, right? Because, like, why does it look so different? Why does it look so different? Because it's only in its proto phase right now because it's an early lightsaber. So when he actually mm. activates it, you get something like Corvax or something like that where it turns into, yeah. like, it gets, like, a blue shimmer or something or something like that. Or what is dual through. phase exactly? So Just a quick kind of rundown. Yeah, in Legends, Corrin Horn's saber was... <laughs> it was white. It was silver or whatever you want to call it. But he had this mm. little switch on the bottom. You know how, like, when Maul cl- unclicks his the, his double lightsabers, they come apart? Yeah. He had something similar where he turns it, and it gets thinner, like, Rebel style, but longer. It's just unwieldy. But it's a surprise because nobody ever expected it. So he takes down, like, a gang leader or something with that and makes his escape because they're just like, yeah, your saber can't do anything. And he's just like, flick. Oh, gotcha. Bye. Kind of thing, right? But it's, it's <laughs> it one like of those things It, like, extends the where... range but gets thinner? Is that the idea? He, yeah. And it changes the color, too. In Rebels, turn it to purple. Yeah. In Rebels, we see um, there's, like, an adjustment switch on it. So there's, like, a training mode on um, lightsaber. And then there's also, like, you can change the, the height of it as well a little bit. If I'm, mm. if I'm remembering right. I can't remember yeah, exactly. That, but I know there's oh, yeah, an that, adjustment switch on it. Yeah, that's that's old lore. That's all, or that's old. It, I mean, it's still canon. But yeah, they they had that even back in uh, episode one and two when they were, or episode two and three where they're explaining there's a control switch and that's why Yoda's lightsaber blade isn't you know the same size as a normal one. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even catch that. Yeah, see, like, yeah. I feel like you'd have to go in and do like okay beforehand. Here's a bunch of modification. We got to do this thing so it stays this way for this purpose. Okay. Or what have you, because Yoda's isn't suddenly. Oh, I gotta let me dial it back a bit, or let me. It's not like a watch where you're like, okay, the right setting is this. Okay, we're good. Where it's just like, yeah. no, it's like this is like a quick thing, and then either revert it or whatever happens at that point. Yeah. Hell, it might even blow up because you're overloading it at that. Point. As right? as long as it's something that makes sense, where it's like, yes, no, Tarvisla made this modification to install into it to make the true dark saber. I like granted I, I don't expect them to do something like this, but no, I, I would I would I would lose my mind if it was like when you have the helmet of Tarvisla, then you yeah. have his spirit, so the force flows stronger through him. Yeah. Basically, basically it's like, like, it's like an the armor Darth Vader set. helmet from the comic. It's an yeah, armor right. set. Oh, that, the glove of Darth Vader, excuse like, you. If you if you have these two items, then this special effect occurs or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Right. Oh God, there, you have a, you have you have a set armor an armor set bonus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. There, there, there's a series of kids books uh, in in the New Republic um, 
And it's a trilogy that's just, it's called, they make it sound cool because it's called The Hand of Vader, but they're literally just fighting over Vader's glove. It's nice. so stupid. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, there are some things in canon. This is completely off topic, so I, I'm just going to not say it. Later, mm. we'll get into some books um, that have something similar to what you're talking about. But um, okay. yeah, I think that does it for this episode. We talked a lot about this episode and speculation of things mm. to come, hopefully. Oh, um, I've got, sorry, that... sorry to cut you off, Dan. I've got one last point. Very, very small, very quick. But I thought it was kind of funny how they're... And I, I'm absolutely fine with that. I, I'm, I'm not annoyed by this at all, but how they're, they're trying to, like, have their cake and eat it, too. Because what was it, last episode, we get the, the whole spiel about M-Count. Um, yeah. And then this episode, Ahsoka refers to the Force as the energy field, the original version. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, you're giving us both at once. I get it. They're both canon. I, I kind of, I, I like that actually a little bit more than it just being midichlorians now. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, that was a, a nice thing. The mystical was like, side oh, is there okay. with the scientific side. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like yeah, our... old in the new, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like to our world. There's the mystical and the, the, you know, religious aspect of it, and then there's also the scientific aspect of it. Mm -hmm. There's both sides. And then you have Qui-Gon on Tython in his spirit form being like, this is the living Oh, voice. my God. <laughs> Ed, don't, be, don't tempt that me. That would be super cool. Don't tempt me with Qui-Gon. Remember, I said earlier, if it, it could be similar to Mortis, he was there. Oh my god, Flag on live action again, yes! Man. Oh man, alright, that's a good note to end on. <laughs> um, yeah, we had great discussion. Um, I think all that speculation is fantastic. We had some good things to say about this episode, some nitpicks and stuff, which is, is due with every episode, I think. Um, we, we loved it, and we had uh, some fun with it, for sure. It was good to see so many characters come back, and uh, we're excited to see what happens in the next few episodes. Um, let's head out to the outro. So, yeah, we definitely did talk a lot. And, you know, there's so many points flying around that if you have anything to weigh into or if you have anything to add or if you think something's just complete, complete, complete nonsense, feel free to tell us so. You can tell us so by email, which is voiceoftheforce at gmail.com. Uh, our Twitter account, which is using the handle at voiceforcepod. That's once again at voiceforcepod. We retweet a lot of things. There's a lot of information that mostly goes through Twitter. So if that is your main platform, believe me, you will be responded to or you'll be mentioned or something will happen. Quick, so quick point about Twitter, too. We are at 405 followers. We just broke 400 followers on Twitter. So thank you for everybody who's following. And uh, we're hoping to get to 500 soon. That'd be awesome. Hopefully half of you weren't bots. <laughs> <laughs> Um, if your main social media is from Instagram, we're also on there as well. With the any handle you see, if it requires a handle, it's most likely going to be the same. At Voice Force Pod, do not take that. If anybody takes that, we're going to be like, hmm. <laughs> good thing is that you listen to us, so you know. <laughs> uh, 
but there's also our website for those who are so inclined. Uh, that will be voiceoftheforce.com. Seriously, check it out. It's not a bad website at all. And finally, listen, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and all major podcast platforms. If you leave a review with any amount of stars, hopefully we only have a setting for five, <laughs> and a comment will really help with visibility, so it won't be that hard to find us after a while. And if you do subscribe for free to any of those, you'll get latest episode announcements as soon as it releases. Kind of like the YouTube notification bell. Thanks, Ed. And uh, we'll see you listeners, or yeah, we'll see you listeners at Typhon. <laughs> <laughs>